What's up, Yankee fans? We are back with another episode of Yankee Crazy Podcast. And if it sounds a little different, sounds like we're outside. You're right. We are outside. We are in the outdoor studio today. This is the local baseball field here. So, uh, you know, the wind's kicking up a little bit. So if it sounds a little different, hope you can bear with us. But uh, we're in the great outdoors and we are celebrating the sweep of the Baltimore Orioles by the Yankees. It was awesome. It was phenomenal. And we're going to get into it. going to take a quick break and come back. Stay tuned. Hey, guys. want to tell you once again about David Cohn's book, Full Count. want you to go out and buy it. You've heard me talking about it if you've been listening to the show. If it's your first time, friend of the show, David Cohn, has a book, Full Count, Education of a Pitcher. He wrote it with Jack Curry, and we had a deal. He follows us on Twitter. We talk about the book every episode, so we're still doing it, David. I hope you are still on the bestsellers list. I hope this is helping. (laughs) Sell at least one more book for you. Anyway, guys, go out and buy it. Thanks. All right, we are back, and let's get into it. So... As we said the intro, Yankees sweep the Orioles, and some people might say, well, they should sweep the Orioles, but can you remember last year? Orioles gave the Yankees a lot of problems, and this year, that is not the case, and it's awesome, because this is what you have to do to these teams that are not good. you got to beat up on them, and game one... A little too close. That one they won 9-6. to six. A little too close for comfort. Uh, you know, three-run lead, you don't want to see the Orioles be that close. You want to make it like it was in last night's game, which the final on that one was, what, 14-1? to 14-2? to two? I don't even know. They were blowing them out. It was awesome. It was so amazing. Paxton throwing a gem. And if you are not on Twitter, get on Twitter. And if you are, come follow us, Yankee Crazy Pod. We had a poll up. And it said, James Paxton will, A, was dominate the O's. B, was get knocked out in the first inning. C, was grind out five innings. And D, was get attacked by an eagle. (laughs) Luckily, he didn't get attacked by an eagle. But you see what Didi is doing now? Didi, instead of doing his tweets, he does his artwork. And he does, if there's a star of the game, he just has that, uh, that portrait that he does. And he's got Paxton's portrait as an eagle. And if you don't know what we're talking about, James Paxton on opening day last year with, with Seattle, they had a eagle fly in and the eagle did not go to the trainer. The eagle went to Paxton and like sat on his shoulder. It's, it's, it's kind of crazy. It's pretty cool. Um, yes, network did a little, um, 
uh, funny little skit on that about uh, about Paxton um, talking with the eagle. It's pretty funny, but. Didi does that. Sometimes these Didi portraits, um, some are good, like Adovino. Adovino, I can totally tell. Plus, it's got the camera, and you know, Adovino is a is a, a big photographer. Likes taking some, likes taking pictures at stadiums, which is really cool. And I can I can tell him if he, even if he didn't have the camera, I'd be able to tell it was Adovino. But some of the others, I'm like. Oh man, who is that? And I don't understand some of them. Some of them like, what is he doing in that? But anyway, it's cool. Dee Dee, very artistic guy. He's he's photographer. He is an artist. Um, I don't know. I'm sure he does some other stuff too. I like the tweets though. I, I was more of a fan of the, the tweets with the emojis than this, but you gotta give you gotta give Didi some credit. He's mixing it up, being different. And who knows, what's he gonna do? Maybe next year he's gonna do something different. That's cool. Gotta keep it, gotta keep it interesting and mix it up. But anyway, let's get a little bit more in-depth. So start with the first game. And, you know, that first game, I'll tell you, it was, it was kind of close. And Yankees were, uh, they were up. And then, all of a sudden, Tommy Canely comes into the game and gives up two runs. And Orioles take the lead. Or did they tie it? I'm not sure. I can't remember what they did. But, anyway, Tommy Canely blows it. And just after he wins AL Reliever of the Month. And it's funny because I was texting with my brother about Canely. And he was like, Canely scares me every time he comes into the game. <laughs> we were talking about Canely, Britain. Britain is sometimes a little shaky. And I was like, oh, you know, it was just when they announced uh, he was Reliever of the Month. And now this next game. Uh, you know, my brother's, uh, my brother, <laughs> he was right. I don't know. It was very, uh, very like, um, fortune telling, seeing, seeing into the future. <laughs> what do they call it? Psychic. Maybe that was it. Anyway, but Mike Ford, Mike Ford comes up. Princeton native, Princeton, New Jersey. He, I think he went to Princeton as well. He comes in, well, he doesn't come in. He comes up, he was playing first, and what does he do? Home runs. He hits a towering shot. It was, it was pretty awesome. And um, he was a guy who I think didn't get drafted. He's got a good story, and I, I think it was that he didn't get drafted and made it into the majors, and love those, love those stories, especially like Gardy. Gardy's one of those guys who people never thought would play professional baseball, and he proved him wrong, so... Love stories like that. But Yankees come back in that one and uh, win that game 9-6. to six. Second game, second game, we had the openers. And it was a new opener round, routine, set, whatever you want to call it. And that was Holder, then Tarpley. Now, Holder comes in comes in. He doesn't come in. <laughs> I'm used to him calling. Starts. He starts. I'm used to relievers saying coming in. He starts the game, goes two innings, two scoreless innings, and then Boone puts him into the third 
inning. And that was the mistake. And I don't understand it. Really don't understand it. He really loves Holder. And, you know, he faced the order. It was second time through the order. And that's a big thing in Major League Baseball these days is going through the second, second time going through the order. Guys are more aware of what's of, of pitches and they're just a little more comfortable. And the statistics on it, from what I have seen, are, you know, very evident that, or, you know, for, for on a large scale, the averages get better the more a guy sees a pitcher through a game. That's why they were doing CC, uh, not make having CC for a while, face the order three times. So, I don't know why he did it. He did get he did get through two outs, and then they bring in Tarpley. And between so Holder did a good job. Well, I'll give him credit for that. You know, Boone's fault, I think. Should have taken him out. Then Tarpley comes in. So Holder's line was two runs. Tarpley comes in, two he gives up two runs, and he got sent back down. Which I gotta say, Tarpley. He is not major league talent to me. The guy just uh, doesn't have it, in my opinion. I don't want to see Stephen Tarpley on the Yankees. Do not want to see him up in the majors again. And I'm sure they will because, you know, you got to bring up some pitchers sometimes and, um, you know, give guys, give guys a rest and send other guys down. But don't love Tarpley on the majors. Hopefully, I only ever see him in a Rail Riders uniform. But let's move on. Yankees win that. And we, you know, had some funny things. Uh, at least a few of us thought it was funny, if you're, <laughs> if you're listening. A uh, friend of the show, Rob, who you got to check him out. I talked about, I got, he is at, man, I want to give him a shout. New York, New York Sports Talk, NY Sports Talk. I think he has, look up uh, Rob Carbone. He does great stuff. He does a podcast as well as a rap or a game recap. And he's like right after the games. I got to give him credit for his consistency. But we were doing, we were laughing. Uh, me, him, uh, another person on there, uh, Stacy, and doing Holder. We were doing all this like, hold on. Hold the phone. I put the brave heart when he goes, hold. <laughs> I was hoping that was going to be um, Holder's battle cry. And it worked for two innings. <laughs> anyway, a lot of, lot of just nonsense. But I don't know. I thought it was funny. My kind of humor. And then our next one we were doing was uh, about Talkman. And uh, he can, he, we, we might have to do a all Twitter uh, GIF GIF, whatever you want to call him, for talk, for Talkman. And man, Talkman, holy cow, that guy is just playing phenomenally. You look at his stats, and so many people are putting up stats of his in terms of where he is at with other major leaguers. And guy is performing next level. And I think prior to this year, he only had 59 at bats, if I'm correct. Wow. He is tearing it up. And I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? I'd love to hear from you guys. Do you think that Talkman is a star? Is he going to keep performing like this? Or is this just a fluke? 
Is it just that pitchers don't know how to pitch him yet, um, and he's just going to be one and done this year, gone, n- never, never perform again like this? I'm not sure. I honestly don't know. Some people think he's getting lucky, but, you know, what's that saying? I'd rather be lucky than good? Man, he is, to me, he's both. He, you know, he's good, maybe getting lucky, but, you know, there's a lot of luck sometimes in baseball. Balls finding their way through the hole or, you know, anything like that. But love what he's doing. Love the energy. And did you see the catch? The catch he made was phenomenal. He got so high at the fence and robbed, I don't know who he robbed, but it was, it was phenomenal. That guy is doing it on defense and offense. It's really, really phenomenal. And he's, it's like another guy, Gio. Gio on fire. Two home runs in game three, as well as uh, Kyle Higa, Higashioki. Higa, oh, man, I always screw his name up. I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> Higgy, let's just call him Higgy. Between him and Romine, the catchers are doing phenomenally. They are... You know, they're they're playing, they're giving more production than Gary Sanchez was doing over the last month. And I know a lot of people say this this can't last and won't last, but man, you gotta love what these guys are doing. It's incredible. And Romine said that he changed his um changed his uh hitting, his hitting um Swing, his swing, that's the word I'm looking for. Change his swing that he last year was chopping down more on the ball. And now I'm not sure exactly what if he's doing. Maybe maybe a little bit more of a level swing to me it looks like. But either way, whew, he is doing awesome. And Marcus Timms, Yankees batting coach, hitting coach, he is getting a lot of credit for a lot of these guys. And I think it's awesome. If he is really helping these guys, then... Good for him. Give him some credit. Because la- I know last year when they were getting into slumps, they were giving Marcus Tim some little bit of hassle on that. But it is really, really amazing what these Yankees are doing. Between the injuries and the guys who are coming up, the, the, you know, the next man up. And unfortunately now we've got an issue with a core injury with Glaber Torres. And... Yeah, somebody on Twitter was also saying this core injury is <laughs> a new one. And I think it is. I'm, you know, I'm sure it was something else called something different. But, you know, you think that these guys had really strong core muscles. And if you're not sure what the core muscles are, that is basically your abdominals. Uh, lower back is also core. It's like kind of the core of your body where a lot of your movement comes from. So... Unfortunately, Glaber is down, but Valeric, oh man, no, Valera, oh, I get this. He's another one I botched his name, and I actually read it yesterday and was like, all right, his name's Valeric Valera, I think. My goodness, I don't know. Either way, he's had some great hitting, he has performed really well. So, want to see Glaber back. Glaber is phenomenal, phenomenal player. And talking to my brother about him, and he said, my brother predicts that. Glaber's winning the MVP within the next couple of years. And it's it's looking like that. The way his trajectory is, they are always giving stats on yes about 
where he stands in terms of 22-year-old and, you know, youngest player to do this since Mickey Mantle, youngest player to do this since Joe DiMaggio, and, like, all these crazy stats, and I got, I guess I'm gonna have to listen back to see if we're getting a lot of wind on this episode, because, man, it is windy, and we got construction going on, so my apologies, you know. This is not, you know, we don't have a fancy microphone. We don't have a fancy studio. And as you know, we're outside right now. Um, so, you know, hopefully you just enjoy the content and me uh, blabbing about the Yankees. Uh, you know, it seems to be we've got pretty, pretty good numbers on listeners. So uh, obviously I always want to increase that. So if you have friends and you think your friends would be like, you know what, check this guy out. They're pretty funny. They got this guy Mario, which, you know, today is a Mario 5 day. So stay tuned for that. And uh, pass us along. Pass us along. Find us on Twitter, Yankee Crazy Pod, Instagram, Yankee Crazy Podcast. Go to Facebook. Facebook, go and like us. Um, I think, who is that? I, I, was our, I think our friend Rob went and found us on Facebook and, and gave us a like. There was somebody. I think it was him. Anyway, we need to get this out to the masses. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know if the masses like my blabbing, but I like it. I enjoy it. It's a passion project. So anyway, let's move on. Did you see Stewart of the Orioles get hit in the head? Oh, that poor bastard. He like went diving for a ball and looks like he tripped maybe. <laughs> because he he tripped and he like hit the ground and if you watch it in slow mo like the super slow mo oh it is hysterical the ball you're like waiting for the ball to come down and he's like on the ground already for like you know in slow mo it seems like it's 5 seconds and then all of a sudden the ball comes down nails him in the head go find that clip it's it's kind of funny i think he's okay i don't think it was anything major um i, I you know i kind of feel bad laughing at the guy for that but it was it it's like the basically the Orioles season wrapped up in one play <laughs> although they did say that they are on pace to lose eight less games than last year so hey there's an improvement right so they'll only be like 99 losses <laughs> oh man no i probably not they're only like at what 39 wins <sighs> i don't know i don't know if they are getting 20 more wins maybe maybe anyway this isn't this isn't baltimore orioles crazy this is yankee crazy let's get back into them so another big thing is clint frazier people are like why isn't clint frazier being brought up and one of the things that i found out is that if he stays down in the minors until September becomes a September call-up, then the Yankees have control of him for another year. And that is big in this world of contracts and controllable players. Yankees love the controllable players. I think every team does, but specifically always hear about the Yankees, how they're like, oh, they're always looking for a pitcher that they can control. Anyway, we'll see what happens with him. He had a, he had a big game. I didn't get to read the article, but I guess he had a really big game. Uh, for Scranton the other day. All right, that's it. We just wrapped it up. We are going to now get into the Mario 5. We're going to take a quick break. Mario is going to give me the five words. He's, he's prepping them right now. And stay tuned.
and we are back, and we are back with the Mario 5. It is my favorite part of the show, the Mario 5, where, <clears throat> if you're just joining us, Mario gives to me five words, and I have to make some sort of correlation back to the Yankees. And similar to, if you can remember, if you are old enough to remember, there was a game called Kevin Bacon Game or Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon where you took one actor or actress and you had to get it back to Kevin Bacon by using movies. So, a little different, but that's kind of our premise. So, Mario, without further ado, the first word, please. Okay. Clock. Clock. Okay. Well, clock time. Whoa, you know what? Know what I think of when I think of clock is the Yankee Stadium clock. And, you know, a couple of different things. Yankees were using, I, in the new stadium, are they using Armatron? Is Armatron still a brand? You know, Armatron back in the day was like Swatch. If you remember Swatch watches, they, I'm really, really dating myself here. If you remember Swatch watches, they were like, Man, they were like the hottest thing. Everybody wanted to wear them. Um, but Armatron was kind of like the knockoff of them. So maybe, or maybe not. If they got a big time sponsor like Yankees, um, or maybe Armatron was just a, a watch company and I didn't know them as a, as a kid and they did everything else and then they started making swatch alternatives. Anyway, that is the Yankee Stadium clock. But one story that I want to talk about is... When Derek Jeter became Mr. November. Have I talked about this on the show before, Mario? I, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, let's talk about it because it has to do with time. So I was at that World Series game where Derek Jeter, Yankees playing in October, and that was the 2001 World Series. And that's why the World Series went into November because it was the 9-11 year. You know, sad, sad times in New York, across the country. And Yankee baseball in the Yankees being in the World Series really helped the city. Really got people to try and focus on something different for a little while and have some enjoyment out of baseball. But if you can remember this game, they are playing the Diamondbacks, and these were the three set game. This was the the, the three set games at Yankee Stadium where Yankees came back in. I think it was every every game, right? I think so. And <clears throat> I luckily was at all three of those games, and it was phenomenal. So in that game, Tino, I think it was Tino Martinez, hits the home run for Yankees to tie the game. And then it goes into extras, and Derek Jeter gets up, and it's like 11.59. The clock at Yankee Stadium turns to midnight. We are on November 1st. And what happens? Derek Jeter gets up, hits home run. I was in the center field bleachers. We were going, obviously, crazy. And that's when he became Mr. November. And I think that was the first World Series game ever played in November, maybe? I don't know. Sounds like it could be. So that's clock for me. Could go another different way with MLB doing the um, the the clock this year. Um, they want to do it next year, I believe, with the um, the the pitcher's clock. 
And I'm not sure if that's ever going to go through, but we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, Mario, the next word, please. Bowl. Bowl. Well, the pinstripe bowl is that college football game that gets played at Yankee Stadium every year in December. Like all bowl games, right? Although they're really spreading these bowl games out. Well, I guess they go into national championship, always goes into January. And they extend that now and really late, right? National championships like January 10th. Everything used to just be wrapped up uh, January 1st, which I really loved. I used to, oh man, I used to be so into college football and watch all those games on New Year's Day. It was phenomenal. And then the, I'm pretty sure that they always had the national championship on New, on the night of New Year's Day. And man, that was exciting, some of those games. When Notre Dame was good and playing in them. Uh, Miami, well, Notre Dame was good last year. Miami used to have those matchups with Notre Dame. Good stuff, good stuff. But the Pinstripe Bowl, that happens every year. And I don't know how they select who's in that. Um, did Notre Dame play in that last year? No, they played in another game because they wore those special... Yankee, uh, Yankee-esque uniforms, right? The pinstripes, those are really, really cool. But there's a pinstripe bowl. I actually know someone who films for those. He actually does the, the, the directing, I believe, for it. All right, let's get into it. Mario, the next word, please. Lime. Lime. Well, that is... That is an interesting one. Lime. Lime is something with, let's see, a fruit. Well, you know what? Know what you can put in a, a Corona is a lime. And that's really good. That is really good. I like that. I, I'm thinking about putting limes in every beer. I don't know how it tastes, but I love lime. So, lime, beer. Yankees have those special, uh, which I've talked about, toast, um, Blue Point Toasted Lager by that company, I remember when they first started, really good. But they've got the pinstripe Pilsner for the Yankees, right? So that's a beer. And the new Yankee Stadium has that really good beer section. Although sometimes you're trying to find it is crazy. You're like, um, go like up the elevator, down a pair of steps, uh, walk down this ramp. And it's like situated like tiny in, uh, I don't know, it's like left field. I think it's like in left field somewhere. I don't know why they can't just put it down in the main cor- concourse area. That would make it a lot easier. But anyway, there's lime. That's a good one, right? <laughs> oh, well. We're going to go with it. Shoe. Shoe. Well, you know what the first thing I think about is uh, Clint Frazier's shoes. He, When he was with the Yankees, he was wearing those custom cleats where he had those crazy Nike Air Force Ones. And then he had that pair of shoes on for Mother's Day where they had um, his mom's cats were on his shoes. <laughs> and, you know... Another thing, my brother's getting brought up a lot in this uh, episode. We were texting where he said, he was texting to me saying, I hate how Yankees are now wearing, a lot of them are wearing the white cleats. And Yankees always historically black cleats. And I got to agree, I don't, I'm not a big fan of the white cleats. I used to like during the All-Star games when they would wear like, you, you were allowed to wear like some funky cleats. And those were, that was good. That was cool. I like seeing that. But yeah, I don't know. Yankee uniforms with the white cleats, it just doesn't go. Just does not go in my opinion. But 
I don't know. I guess you got to say it's kind of cool that uh, MLB is being a little bit more relaxed because I think they used to be a lot more uptight about uh, uniforms and cleats. So it's pretty cool, pretty cool. But, you know, it is surprising with the Yankees with all their tradition and all like, you know, no facial hair, no names on the back of the jerseys, which next episode we're going to get into uh, for the whole players weekend. They just announced the nicknames. But it is surprising that the Yankees don't have like a, a uniform standard that says you can only wear black cleats. But maybe that's them trying to loosen up a little bit. They're like, we're not going to do facial hair, but we'll let you wear white cleats. All right, Mario, is this it? This is the last word. Fight. Fight. Oh, well, you know what? Last night, Chris Davis, did you see? He got into a scuffle or a fight or something on the Orioles bench, and... The yes cameras only caught, I think they only caught like the end of it, because that's all I saw was him like getting in the face of somebody, and then the, the I think the manager was in there uh, holding him back, and somebody went down into the tunnel, and then the manager came back and basically was, Davis, you're out. He like, I don't know, I can't remember if he like pointed at him or said something to him, and like Chris Davis went down and was out of the game. So want to see what happens with that. That was... Um, that was that was pretty wild. That was pretty wild. And Chris Davis, I didn't really look at his stats. I wasn't sure um, where he's at. He started off the beginning of the year so horribly. Um, I'm not sure where he's at. Is he still hitting below 200? I don't know. I really didn't pay attention to his at-bats. Only that fight. So <laughs> that was kind of wild. Kind of wild. But anyway, there we go. There it is. We did it. The... Mario 5 edition, August, the dog days of summer edition, and um, man, Yankees, they are, what, I think 10 games, 10 games ahead, I think Tampa was off, and they were at 9.5, and, and now they're 10, I don't know what Boston did, I think Boston, they might be playing Kansas City and lost, they're like it, they might be at 16, so... This is awesome. This is phenomenal. Love it. Love the Yankees dominating. And you know, you got to keep it, got to keep it hot. Got to keep it going. So that's it, guys. Yankees play Toronto, right? Yankees Yankees are going to Toronto, I believe. I'm pretty sure. I, yeah, I think I saw that on the on the uh, the schedule. So, hope you get to watch the games. Hopefully, the Yankees beat up on another not so great team. And this is what they have to do. All right, that is it, guys. Signing off from the outdoor studio. We will see you next time after the next series where we will have more ridiculous and craziness for you (laughs) related to the Yankees. All right, guys, stay tuned and let's go Yankees.